Louise McSharry on 2FM. Um, now, I am so happy to be joined on the line by Thomas Kane Byrne, who is a, an actor. You definitely recognise him from your telly. And uh, he is also a playwright who has a new show in the Dublin Theatre Festival. Hello, Thomas. How's it going? Hey, love, how are you? I'm very well and I'm so happy to be speaking to you because when I read about your new show, I just thought, well, I need to chat to Thomas about this. But first, can you explain to the people who might not be familiar with you, how did you come to acting and, and writing in this way? Um, yeah, I was, I was always one of those obnoxious um, stage school kids. I was always just performing and all of that. But in, in terms of playwriting, I think the thing that, prompted me was that I was so tired of seeing these working class stories told through a kind of filtered working class goss excuse me middle class goss if you will Mm. so I think I it was very important for me to kind of take down that middle class goss and take away the filter and just present it as it is. So obviously you felt there was a real absence of actually working class people writing about working class people. Yeah, absolutely. Like, because from one end it was, we were either, the the women were either teen moms or addicts and then the men were like gangsters or, you know, and yeah, it was just, and on the other end it was kind of just novel Mm. and we yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Louise McSherry on 2FM. That is Queenish by Soleil. It will get into your brain and it will stay there. I am attempting to have a conversation <laughs> with Thomas Kane Byrne, actor and playwright. Um, he was just about to tell us about his new show, which is on at the Axis Theatre in Ballymont as part of Dublin Theatre Festival, before we were rudely interrupted by the failure of technology. Um, so, Thomas, <laughs> now let's try and do this. I really want you to tell me about your show. Will you tell me about Rearing and Sparing? Absolutely, I'm definitely here. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, initially, like in, in terms of like structure, it was inspired by uh, Frederick Schiller's play Mary Stewart, where he he imagines this down between Elizabeth the Fourth and her cousin Mary Stewart, and I just was fascinated by the idea of this amazing kind of strong feminine energy kind of having their say once and for all, and yeah, and then I kind of put it into a modern working class setting and yeah, there you have it. <laughs> so it's about mothers really, isn't it? Yeah, it's it's about mothers because I remember growing up, like my mom was always like a very kind of quiet woman, but when it came to our kids, all bets were off, you know, mm. and that was kind of, it's kind of like the creating of kids and, the mother motherly connection is the closest thing we kind of have to magic in this world in a sense without sounding too cheesy yeah so yeah with Rare and Despair and um, the two characters have been through quite a bit and their sons they, they both lost their sons because of the actions of the other one's sons and they meet in a cafe close to the central criminal courts and they see each other and they're kind of like this is kind of their one and only chance to kind of have it out once and for all and have their say. Wow, that sounds like that's intense. I'm feeling like tension just just thinking about that situation um, because you've got grief there and you've got ang- anger there, which always goes with grief. Um, Absolutely. 
And, you know, do you think that the mothers that you grew up around kind of get recognised? Because I was struck when I when I read about this and I read that it was about kind of working class mothers. I just thought they're not people that we see. Because as you say, when you do see working class people on TV, working class women, they tend to be those kind of, you know, stereotypes that you said. Whereas the women who I hear and who I love to see on TV, like I loved recently, um, there was a, Orti did a couple of series about the, the Barrytown trilogy and they spoke to a good few kind of middle-aged women and um, working class women and they were so brilliant I was like I'd love to see more of these women women who raise kids who keep the show running who who know everything that's going on and who are in charge of their area basically but we don't see them do we no no we don't at all and I think the thing for me mostly with this is specifically like when we look at the media and like um we see phrases like blasted to death and gunned down and cold blood and all of this about working class um, male youths. We forget that behind these faceless crimes and behind these faceless children are mothers who have raised these boys to the best of their ability, mm-hmm. who have given them everything that they felt humanly possible and they are left to deal with the aftermath. Yeah. And no matter what someone's son has done, like no matter how inexcusable or unforgivable it is, you can never expect a mother to see her child through your eyes. Yeah. You know? And there are often awful assumptions made about parents in those situations, aren't there? Absolutely. Because we, we, we come from a specifically, not to sound like a chip on my shoulder, but specifically as somebody who comes from a working class area, we get the whole... I blame the parents, what's in the cat is in the kitten situation. And that's nearly never not the case. Mm. Like, even if you look at the name of the play, Rearing is Fair, and it's an old inner city proverb that my mom always says. Mm. Basically, it means if you're rearing a child of your own, be sparing with your judgment of other people's children. Because no one sends their children out to do a bad turn. And no one knows what their kids do when they leave the house. Oh, wow. That's amazing. I, I'd never heard that yeah. before. Yeah, so basically, without knowing, my ma basically named the play. <laughs> <laughs> and what does she think about this? Like, uh, you know, what does she think about your work? She loves it. Like, don't get me wrong, her and me are always telling me to use less coarse words. <laughs> 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 and I'm always trying to explain, but that's how, that's how the characters speak. That's how, you know. Yeah, yeah. And I told her it was dedicated to her and she was like, Oh, that's what I'd be like written on posters and all. I'm like, no, it's just in the program. <laughs> I love it. Well, look, where can people see it, Thomas? They can see it in the Axis Theatre from the 30th of September to the 2nd of October in person. Mm-hmm. And then from then on, they can see it from the 4th to the 10th of October. Okay, wonderful. Well, Online. Look, thank you so, so much. I've really enjoyed hearing about it and I hope it all goes really brilliantly for you. Um, thank you so much. That's Thomas Kane Byrne. Thanks so much. Louise McSherry on 2FM.